Hey everybody, welcome to the Bear Hunting Podcast. Thanks for tuning in today. So uh, today is another episode of our Road Rant series. Uh, The date is July 6th and um, I am driving through northern Wisconsin right now. Um, I'm heading back from a weekend baiting trip. So um, anyway, uh, I decided to do a podcast today to sort of fill you in, uh, in on my... I don't know, mid-baiting season stuff going on in Wisconsin, I guess. So, um, I guess for those of you who don't know, I drew a Zone D Wisconsin bear tag. It's my first um, Wisconsin bear tag I've ever had, so I'm pretty excited about it. And um, and so I guess, let's let's start with the beginning about this, this hunt. So, I drew the tag, and um, how did this go? So, I, I contacted one of my buddies who I knew through the podcast. Now, now, this buddy, he's a really private guy, and so he does not want me to name him or anything like that or get any credit, so um, he will remain nameless. We'll call him Joe. So let's call him Joe. His name's not Joe, but let's call him Joe. Um, anyway, I contacted Joe, and Joe, uh, he lives in the area, um, and anyway, he's an older guy, and uh, anyway, he's he's been an avid bear hunter for many years. Um, but you know, tags are hard to come by in zone D. It's for me, I think it was five years, five years. Yeah. I think it was five years. Took me to draw the tag. Um, I got, that was about there. That's the earliest you can draw that tag. Usually it's, I don't know, seven years, something like that. Anyway. Um, and so, um, I contacted Joe just kind of looking for information on, on the area, right? You know, I drew the tag and, and, I just, I wanted to know, you know, not, not looking for anything, just kind of looking for information about certain areas or whatever. And Joe says to me, well, why don't you, cause you know, he has some sort of established spots that are on actually private land through his friends. And Joe was like, well, why don't you come out here with me? And, um, I'll show you where my old spots are. I'm not going to bait for you anything. I'm too old to be running baits for you all the time. But he said, you know, I'll show you where my spots are and you can take over from there. And I said, well, that's, that's sounds great to me, Joe. Um, and you know, it's big for me because, um, so maybe for those of you who don't know, um, the way Wisconsin works is it's a, it's a bait and hound state. So you can use both. Um, and the way that it works is every other year it alternates who goes first and that's to sort of minimize conflicts right so um one year hounds will go first they get the whole first week to themselves and then everybody starts the second week um and then it flip-flops the next year so bait hunters will go first for the first week and then everybody can go then starting the second week well this year the reason i drew the tag so quick is it's i i wasn't really paying attention to when i was putting in for my tags and um this is a hound year. And, um, so, you know, the issue with that is I go second, right? (laughs) You know, and, um, and not just that, since hounds go first, you know, it's going to be a, there's going to be a lot of people in town trying to hunt. Um, and they get a whole week, a lot of hound hunters going, you know, the first whole week or whatever. So, um, you know, if you just go and set up on some public land, um, that you're not quite sure about and just happens to be a very popular hunting spot, um, you're going to, you know, there's going to be a lot of hunters in the area and you're not even going to get to go for a week. So it's not something you want to find out after, you know, doing a long trip like this. Right. So, um, anyway, so having Joe's, uh, information is, it 
you know, and him being able to set me up on like private land where um, there's no hound hunters or any, or any other hunters for that matter. Forget hounds, just anybody, right? Um, you know, it's it's just invaluable to me. So, anyway, it's very gracious of Joe, and uh, so um, anyway, so this was this. He told me this. I don't know, probably beginning of May, right? And if some of you have been listening to these, you'll have heard me say, well. Uh, you know, that I wasn't going to start baiting until end of July or something like that. And, and so what Joe convinced me of though, was to come out and, you know, kind of put teaser baits out on these baits, start, start getting the bears coming to them and let them know there's bait in the area and don't bait it all the time or anything, but just, and so I said, well, I can commit to coming out every other weekend. For me, it's a two and a half hour trip to my furthest bait. And so, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a jog, so I can't do it every day or anything, um, especially with work and all that, but it, uh, you know, it's, it's manageable, right? So, um, every other weekend, it's not a big deal for me to get up early and shoot out and run my baits and then come home and I still have all day Saturday or whatever. So, um, anyway, that's, so I said, well, I'll go ahead and do that. And so that's what I've been doing. Um, so we, we went up and I'll, I'll talk you through the three baits that we set up and, um, so we went out, I think it was, I forget the actual day, it was the middle of May sometime when when me and Joe met up and he took me to his spot. So um, first spot we went to um, was this place called the Scobate. And um, the Scobate, uh, it's, it's really, it's in the middle of nowhere and it's a little piece of private land that um, is in the middle of, it's, it's an old, well, it's an old farmhouse that is, is basically abandoned the, the 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 landowners use it as a cabin but they're never there and um and so they but on this land it used to be an apple orchard well it, i don't know if the land changed over the years or what but this apple orchard um now is covered in tag alders and sort of lowland swampy terrain but there's still apple trees there and so um what joe told me is that you know obviously <laughs> You know, he, he's hunted this spot before, and once the apples come in, the bears are just all... And, and apparently, there's there's been a monster bear on this bait before. Um, actually, last year... No, two years ago, he had somebody hunting it, and he had pictures of this bear. And um, this bear is... It, it, it's huge. Um, I have videos of it. Uh, it is a monster. Um and when I, I mean, I'm talking a 600 pound bear it, it, at least it might even be, it's huge. Um, it, it's unbelievable. So anyway, um, the, this guy is, yeah. So anyway, but I guess what Joe told me is that, um, his biologist buddy who lived in the area too, saw this bear a few weeks ago. So this bear's still around and, um, and so, yeah, it's uh, pretty, pretty exciting. So, um, anyway, but I guess what happens with this big bear is he comes in when the apples come in. So, um, the, so anyway, the, the, the skull bait, right? It's, it's an apple orchard in the middle of a swamp is essentially what it is. So it is just perfect, perfect bear habitat. And um, even right now, I mean, there was bears in the area before I even set up the bait. Um, I can tell from the track, there's all kinds of tracks and stuff and they're, they're eating the vet, the swamp vegetation and all that. And, um, and so, um, anyway, it's just an awesome spot. And the way that this spot is, is it's a, you, you 
kind of walk back through the swamp and into this little clearing and there's you know a, a bait site that's been there in the past and then um this area they, they use it it's good for deer hunting too and there's actually a box blind on this on this little small clearing and so that that's what they use for the bear blind too in addition to deer hunting so anyway there was this elevated box blind already up there so what we did is joe and i we went back on opening day and or not opening day i'm sorry um just the, the day i opened the baits anyway and um we, we did a little bit of work before we even set out the bait. We went and we cleared out the entrance trail to the bait just a little bit. So that way, in the event you do get a 600-pound, 700-pound bear, whatever this bear weighs, um, that you're actually able to get back there and get it out with a four-wheeler or something. So um, so we did a, <laughs> got pictures of uh, felling some trees and, um, yeah, just, you know, open up a little bit. Um, of course, it's all private land, so that's legit. Um, and, uh, anyway, um, so, so we did that. And then what we did too, is we, we prepped the blind, made sure it was cleaned out and everything was set up. So that way, when we actually go to hunt, cause this is key, right? So the way that set up is set up, the bear is actually bed, um, nearby the trail entrance trail to the bait. So when you actually go to hunt, right, you don't want to leave on the same trail you came in to, on because the bears will know you left and then they'll figure you out and so if you don't get a shot the first night and so what we did was we went to the blind this is the only time we're going to touch the blind before we hunt um we when i say we i say me but um so what we did was we, we set up the blind cleaned it out made sure it was all set so once hunting actually happens all i got to do is get in the blind and get in there quietly i don't have to mess with anything i just sit down and i'm ready to go and then we made, we marked out an exit trail that leads sort of away, totally away from the bait in an opposite direction towards the road. So that way I can get out of there without the bears knowing I'm there. And then that way we can hunt the bait multiple nights and the bears hopefully won't know that I'm there. So um, anyway, it's going to be pretty, and we're even toying around with the idea of, um, we're probably going to do this where my buddy comes in comes in with me and we're trying to figure out how to do this because he's not baiting it but I don't want that new scent in the area but so I'm almost thinking about having him just go walk out to the bait randomly here and there you know um just let the bears get used to his scent but um anyway have both of us walk out to the bait and then when I go to hunt he he leaves and I stay and that way the bears think that it was baited and then we left so um and then hopefully fool the bears that way. So there's a, there's a lot of thought that goes into a bait like this. Um, it's it's a lot of fun. So um, pretty high level bear tactics, I guess. But anyway, so that's the skull bait. And um, so I've been baiting this since May uh, May we'll say May fifth. I don't know what the actual date was. May fifteenth, we'll call it, middle of May. And this bait's phenomenal. It's unbelievable. Um, I, I don't know how many different bears are on this bait. It's got to be at least 10. We're up, we got to be up to 10 by now, if not more. Um, 10 unique bears. Most of them are adults. There's a couple cubs. Um, uh, when I, <laughs> my, one of my pet peeves here, I'm, I'm going to throw rabbit trail in here. One of my pet peeves I've been hearing so much of is people talking about a sow with a yearling cub. 
It drives me nuts. That is not a thing. Bear, black, now this is the thing with grizzly. I think this is where people get confused. Because grizzly bears keep their young, keep cubs for, I believe it's until they're two and a half years old. Don't quote me on that. I believe that's true. Boy, I hope I'm not wrong. That would make me sound really stupid. I think I think grizzlies keep their, their cubs not just the first year, but the second year too. And then they kick them out at two and a half years. Well, with a black bear though, black bears, black bear sows will have their, their cubs they'll be born in January. They come out of the den. They're with them at half a year old for the whole summer, a whole fall. They go into the den with mom again. And when they come out of the den, they're with mom for a short period of time before the rut kicks in. As soon as the rut kicks in, I saw this on one of the cameras this year was mom kicks the yearlings away. So that way she can breed with another male. And then those cubs do not come back to mom. They they're gone. So there is no such thing as a sow with, you know, after, I don't know, middle of June, right? Like yearlings are on their own. So um, anyway, I've been seeing a lot of people talk like, oh, I, I've seen this a lot recently where I, I don't know if it, it's been on a few places where folks will be talking about is, oh, there's the sow with her yearling in the fall or whatever. And it drives me crazy because it's like, no, they're... That's <laughs> not a thing. And, yeah, anyway, sorry. It drives me crazy. Um, so, um, all right, let me think here. Where was I? Okay, so, the, anyway, the, the skull bait, right? Um, the skull bait, there's been, I don't know, 10 different bears um, one, one decent bear, he's probably 250 pounds right now, he'll probably be 300 by fall, so that's a really good bear, I mean, no, no monsters monsters yet, um, hopefully they start showing up, but, um, I suspect they probably won't show up anyway until the apples start getting on these trees, like, really, like, ripe and ready to go, so, um, I suspect this is a seasonal area that big bears will use, so, um, yeah, I don't, I don't suspect to see any monsters yet, maybe, I don't know, hopefully, hopefully, so, um, yeah, anyway, so the skull baits looked really, really good, uh, yeah, every time I put out bait, I mean, it's cleaned right on out, so, and then also, on my Instagram, I've shared videos of, um, of this tree that I put, uh, Baitum 907 Final Dessert Bear Tar on, and, uh, that, that, where they, I put the tar in the tree and the bears have destroyed the tree trying to get to it. And so, um, that's the skull bait. So, and, uh, yeah, it's, that's, that's been amazing. So really cool to see. I love that stuff. That final dessert bear tar that, uh, the bears just love that stuff. Um, it seems to keep them around a little bit longer. Like the bait don't run out, you know, but they're got to sit there and try to lick the tar off and it's so sticky and, you know, you put it up on, on top of trees, and then they got to bend the tree to get it, and yeah, so, um, that's been pretty cool, and, uh, yeah, so I've really liked that, um, trying to think here, yeah, so that's been a good bait, and then, um, all right, so the next bait that, um, Joe sent me to was, um, it's called the Venti Bait, and, well, we call it the Venti Bait, but I, I like to think of it as the home run bait, so this bait, it's kind of in an unusual spot. It um, 
you drive up to it and there's hay fields right up front and I thought and it, it's it's a little different and and Joe Joe says that he he knows somebody that's had a monster bear on their bait just down the road from this bait and I don't know but anyway so we set it up it it doesn't look like a great area for bears and so far it hasn't been um it there it actually hasn't been even been hit yet so I don't know Joe Joe thinks it's going to be a good area but I'm I'm thinking I'm, I'm going to give it one more week here and if the home run bait doesn't actually have a bear on it then I'm going to pull the plug on that bait. So, but yeah, every two weeks I've been going out there and fresh refreshing it up and putting scent out and stuff. And, you know, they're just, I, I think it's just a little too dry of an area. There's no, there's a big Creek behind it, but there's not any like swamps or anything like it's really dry. And so I think it's probably just a little too dry for bears to hang around at. So, I mean, maybe a bear will come cruising through at some point, but I don't know. It just doesn't, it doesn't seem like a great bait. So on that point, I mean, it's, it's important to, you know, you can use whatever you, whatever awesome sense you want, or, you know, I mean, I've had, or bait or whatever, right. But if you're not in the right area, you know, you're not going to magically pull bears to the wrong, to an area they don't want to be in, right. Even if you're using the best sense or whatever, um, it just doesn't work. So, um, yeah. So anyway, I don't know. I mean, that one's been a learning experience for me. I don't know. It's just hasn't worked out. So sometimes how it goes, but, um, yeah, it's, a. I think it's a little too dry. I mean, there's food otherwise up there, but I don't think there's enough, the right cover for a bear there. So, um, anyway, we'll, we'll give it one more week and then if, or another couple weeks. And then if not, then, um, on my next trip in two weeks here, I've already planned on, I picked out, uh, piece of public land that um should be should be pretty isolated from everyone else so um I'm gonna give that a go because I like to have three good running spots this is a mistake I made a few years ago or over the really over my whole bear hunting time right is I haven't I haven't had enough you always hear I've talked to people and they're always like, yeah, you want to have multiple spots. You want to have multiple spots. I've always fought that a little bit, sort of due to financial concerns with, with a hunt, right? Like it's expensive to run a bait site, let alone three bait sites. And, um, plus the effort and everything. And I've sort of resisted that over the years. Like, no, I'm just going to put all my eggs into one basket, but make sure that basket's really good. And it's worked out for me. Right. But, um, I don't know this year with this hunt, I didn't want to get to season and find out my one spot isn't good. Right. And so I wanted to have options. Um, and so, and it's been a lot of work, a lot more work and a lot more money than I'm used to having on a bear hunt. But, um, I think it's really going to pay off and this way I have lots of options. Hopefully, hopefully it pays off. Hopefully this year I take down a monster, which is really what I want to do. I mean, this is a, it's a big hunt. I mean, I waited a long time for this tag. So, you know, I'm, I'm throwing all my marbles into this one. So, um, but yeah, but anyway, I'm, I don't want to discourage anybody. I mean, if you can't afford or don't have time to run multiple bait sites, I mean, I've been successful for years off running only one, but it definitely is better to have multiple bait sites. So in case point with this one, I mean, you know, if I would have just put bait out at this home run site, boy, I'd be disappointed right now, <laughs> you know? 
so but um yeah anyway so I'm thinking though that I'm gonna set up on a piece of public land I've been eyeing up for you know that's the nice thing too but I've spent a lot of time in this area now where I've got an idea of where I could go that would be a good spot so just driving around and seeing stuff so I'm gonna give that a go um probably if, if the home run site doesn't work out in two weeks I'm gonna set up a new site so um so that'll be mid-July which will give me plenty of time to get it going really good and hopefully there's lots of bears around but um all right and then the last site we got I've got is the vulture bait and the vulture bait um <laughs> so it's on private property and um you gotta walk a ways back to the corner of this property where it butts up to a giant swamp and it's I love the vulture bait I'll be honest it's my favorite one so far and um you gotta hike oh, hike a ways back in there and it's really really quiet and secluded and uh it's swampy there's oak trees there's choke cherries it's just a great great spot and uh yeah, I'm, I'm pretty excited about this one. And um, there's a there's a box blind built up there because it's, it's on this guy's property. And um, uh, I talked to him today, actually. And uh, he, he's a big deer hunter there. And um, he just, yeah, he doesn't hunt bears, but he's got way too many bears. So anyway, he's got a, there's a box blind built up in this corner. And, um, and Joe's hunted this spot before, too. And uh, he's had other people hunt it, too, because they're trying to get rid of some bears and I, I see the issue um, um yeah it, it's a phenomenal spot I mean I went there and I set up and I set up bait and that one's the first one that was hit I I mean nobody had baited it in mid-May and within I think it was four hours or something like that I had a bear on the bait site so and um this one is, seems to have the most bears it uh I don't know how many there is but there's a lot and um yeah it's just a it's cool, but anyway, so yeah, it's it's just the perfect. It feels very bear-like, you know. It's got good food, good cover, good water, um, nice and secluded. It's just a cool spot, and so um, yeah, I really like that one. And and so the reason it's called the vulture bait though is there's this box blind on it, and a couple years ago, um, Joe was hunting this spot, and he gets up in this box blind, and it's a wooden one, and there's a door built up on there. <laughs> And vultures had made a nest inside the blind, turkey vultures. And, uh, yeah. And so, anyway, um, that's, it's no longer, they're not there anymore. But, um, you know, they, they left the nest or whatever. But, uh, you know, they, yeah, it's not a, that's why we call it the vulture beads, because the vultures. So, but, anyway, um, yeah. So that's, yeah, man, that thing stinks. Ugh. I don't. The only thing I don't like about that bait is if I gotta sit in that blind, it stinks from when the vultures lived in there. Ugh. Yuck, yuck, yuck. So, anyway, um, yeah. So other than that, let me think here. Yeah, so I've been baiting that spot, and uh, that one's been the best. It's always got bears on it, and that one right now has the biggest bear. So there is a bear on there. I don't know how big he is, but. Um, my guess, if you put a gun in my head and say, guess his weight, you know, I'd tell you probably 350 pounds, probably. Um, he's got, he's a big old bear. He's got a 
big track to him. He's aggressive too. He um leaning into the bait, he went and he pulled down all these trees on the trail leading to the bait. And he actually followed he went all he walked all the way up to where my my Jeep is parked, where you know I park and then walk in probably half mile. And um he uh yeah um he he actually tore down um sorry there's a find a camper here and I can't really see but anyway um what was I gonna say oh yeah so yeah he actually tore down these trees leading to the bait and he actually followed me all the way up to my jeep and and his scat was huge it's like two inches in diameter so he's a big big bear and it's his pads uh five or six inches in width to his front pads so I mean he's a monster he's a he's at least a six foot bear if well probably six or seven foot bear he's a big bear so um yeah so at a minimum he's a six foot bear so I mean but he's I've got I put a picture of him on my Instagram he's a nice bear so um I had to adjust my camera though there's a the bait's actually on a hill and so it uh um, the way the tree was set up, it looked like it was the right height for the camera and it was still a little high. So I had to adjust it today, but hopefully we get some good pictures coming out of here. But yeah, anyway, it, uh, it's looking really good. Um, so, so yeah, that's my mid season report here. Um, so my plan going forward is I've got, this is going to be my last two week gap between baiting trips. So that'll put me in mid July and then the next the second half of July, I'm going to be every single weekend until the very last weekend in July. I think, I think August starts in the middle of a week. So that last weekend I'm going to start and my plan is to bait. Um, my plan is to bait probably three times a week at first. So I'm going to bait. So the way my work, the way my work goes, I get to work half days and Fridays, which is a huge blessing for this sort of thing. Um, and so I get to, how's this work? Yeah, so my plan is to bait um, Fridays. Get, I'll get out of work half day and then shoot over to Wisconsin and bait. And then, so I get to work, so I'll bait Fridays, Sundays, and then I'm gonna take a half day in the middle of the work week and shoot over early, get up early and be there like a little bit after daybreak and bait um, probably Wednesday mornings. And that's gonna be the first for the first half of August, that's my plan. And then the second week of, of August going into September, I'm gonna bait four times a week. And this is gonna be the sprint session right before the actual hunt. So I'm going to bait Fridays, Sundays, Tuesdays, Thursdays. And I'm gonna do that um, all the way until my actual hunt, which starts Wednesday, September 11th. And so that's gonna be the big, push then is trying to keep all the bears in the baits and keep them fed and keep them around so it's gonna be a lot of work but it's gonna be a lot of fun and um i'm really getting excited i mean it, it's been fun baiting all summer i've really enjoyed that um and looking forward to because august is kind of my traditional time for just you know it's all about bear baiting there's that's the only thing matt does during august is baits bears and so I'm really looking forward to that um, this year. So, um, but yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and yeah, we're getting getting ramped up here. This is sort of the last little pause before the the big push. So, 
really looking forward to it. Um, it should be a good hunt. I mean, you know, I've got two of my baits have a 300 pound plus bear on it. So um, it's definitely looking good already. So we'll see what, and we'll see. It's not even the best time yet. I mean, a lot of these areas are picked more for fall hunts. You know, like, I mean, there's this swamp with an apple orchard in it, right? I mean, that's a skull bait. I mean, there's not even apples around. I've still got tons of bears. So just wait till the apples hit. Um, so yeah, so it should be a really, really good, good fall. So I'm looking forward to it and I can't wait to bring you guys along. Um, a couple closing things here. I'm, I'm throughout this little teaser about this, throughout this whole process, I've been, um, a lot more diligent than I have in the past about recording, videoing everything I've been doing. Um, and my intent is to put out a do-it-yourself Wisconsin YouTube video. Um, some little, you know, decently high quality, um, I mean, it's not going to be high, high production or anything, but something that's enjoyable to watch. And, um, you know, um, I want to do that because, I don't know, there just isn't really any, there's not a whole lot of do-it-yourself bear hunting videos like that. You know, it's always um, outfitters or, you know, there's not much for recording huge adventures like this. So, anyway, um, I want to put that out. Um, and that's something big I want to do. And then, um, I'm going to make uh, a couple, I'm going to try to make a few more YouTube videos this summer too. So, um, try to put a, give, do a little more than just podcasting, but, um, and then in terms of podcasts too, um, yeah, I'm, uh, going to get more out here. I just haven't, honestly, I've been, I, I've been really excited about bear hunting and, and like trying to keep up with it but in terms of podcasts I'm I don't want to with my podcast I don't want to put out stuff just to put out stuff you know I mean I want to the the content I put out especially in my podcast I want it to be high quality and something that benefits people to listen to not just you know something just talking about something for the sake of talking about something. Like, I don't want to have, um, let's just talk about like bear baiting, right? I, I don't want to just pull on, here, let me, let me backtrack here. Let me go to an example. So there's a radio show around here, for instance, right? And there, it's just a local radio show and it's, they talk about fishing. Okay. And they go to all these people around the state and ask, hey, what's the hot colors for the spoons and what's the best things that are working? And they're always coming up with, oh, you got to use this and this is the magic thing this go around, right? This is, this is what you got to use. And let's be real. Who knows if that's actually right, <laughs> you know? And do you actually believe if they just keep turning their, oh, yeah, the hot thing today is is the Tickle Me elbows, Elmo Spoon. That's what you want. If you use that, you're going to kill them, right? Maybe that's true. Maybe it's not. But if you, every time you talk to them, they got some new hot thing that's this is the trick to work, right? I don't know if it's true. And are you going to go try out, try out every single thing they throw out, right? So... I don't want my, my podcast to be like that. I don't want it to be like, yeah, I'm going to churn out. I'm just going to put people on here to say something that may or may not be true, right? Like 
let's say I've got somebody on that, I don't know, they, they swear up and down that the trick to bear baiting is to use, I don't know, pineapple. Okay? And that's that's the ticket. I don't know if that's true. I doubt it's true. Um, you know? And I just don't want people to just be on, just have people on, just have people on to talk about whatever. And I also don't want to bore people like, yeah, and then I go out there and I put out some boats and the bears come in and then we shoot, you know, I don't want it to be like that or, or, or yeah, we go out there and we glass up a grassy slope and we stalk up on them with the wind in our face and shoot them. I don't want my podcast to be like that. I want it to be everything I put out to be like, yeah, you want to listen to this because there's something good or something, or this is a crazy story or this is how you would do an event, a certain adventure like, um, like my last podcast I did, I did it with Jeff Morris out of Idaho, right? Um, the the big thing of value with that podcast is, um, you know, that I feel a lot of people can take away is here's how to do a do-it-yourself trip to Idaho. <laughs> you know, this is what to look for. This is things to be cautionary on. You know, this is what to think about. You know, that's the kind of stuff that I want to put out. I don't want to put out just well, the hot bait for Wisconsin is pineapple or whatever, you know, I don't want it to be like that. So anyway, that's why I haven't, I haven't put out tons of podcasts recently because I I want everything I put out to be quality, not just, you know, and and I have a lot of people that request to be on the podcast or or suggestions for people. And a lot of them are valid. Some of it's, a lot of it's just getting the time to sit down and do a podcast with them. Um, and some of them, I mean, part of it too, I, you know, I do this for fun. If it's not fun for me, I don't want to do it, right? So if somebody, I'm looking at somebody's stuff and they're just not interesting to me, I mean, I don't know. I kind of, it's hard for me to get motivated about making a podcast with them. So um, I don't think there's anybody like that right now, but there has been in the past, you know. So I don't know who that would be, but anyway. So, um, but regardless, there will be plenty of podcasts coming out. So, um, I got one guest I got to have on for sure. He seems pretty interesting. He kills monster bears. So, um, and yeah, lots more about this Wisconsin hunt and, uh, try to get some, some updated reports from people too, as we're going into the fall seasons here. So, but anyway, um, yeah, oh, and I do have, I do have one other podcast I'm doing. That'll be a fun one. So I got a few coming up here. Um, I was trying to get a hold of somebody. Um, I had a really cool podcast I wanted to do, and I this I've never had so much trouble trying to get somebody on. Um, there was somebody I really wanted to do a podcast with. I was excited about it. It was like this is awesome. This is new. I've never heard anything about this before, and uh, this guy won't even talk to me. I don't get it. But anyway, usually. Um, usually don't have too much trouble getting guests, but man, this guy is hard to get a hold of, but part of it's where he lives, I'm sure, too, but anyway, um, all right, I'm done rambling, so, um, anyway, hope you guys enjoyed this, and, uh, yeah, we'll, um, get you guys, oh, one more thing, one more thing, um, before I forget, if you guys are looking for great bear attractants, um, cannot speak highly enough about Beta 907 bear attractants, good grief, Final dessert bear tar. I, I hate acting like I'm pushing product, but I love this stuff. I really, really do. I mean, 
this poor birch tree that's next to my bear bait is going to be gone by the end of the season. I keep putting bear tar on it, and the bears keep ripping it down trying to eat it. So, anyway, um, cannot say good enough stuff about that. That, um, I think, what else? Been, oh, of course, blueberry sweet surrender. I use that all the time. Um, then my sprays, I've been using... Right now, I've been just kind of keeping it simple since it's early, you know, but I've been using uh, um, Fruity Rubble Spray, and I've been using Minnesota Mellow Spray, and both are just awesome. They're so smelly, especially that Fruity Rubble. I can't help but want to eat uh, Fruit Loops every time I spray it, but um, so I really like that stuff, but um, yeah, we're going to try out some new, some more stuff come close to season two. I'll be using uh, Michigan Mash um, Sense too. That'll be that'll be really good. I, I really liked using that last year, and I sprayed a little bit. Actually, that was what I used on the vulture bait when I opened it up. Was I had a little bit of Michigan mash left, and I used that. And uh, that was the bait that was hit first. Coincidence? I don't know. But you could also say it was the most effective. I don't know. It was my own scent that I made up. So, maybe it is the best scent. I hope it is. Anyway, um, if you want to get a discount and support or yeah, if you want to get a discount on Betum907 stuff, uh, use the code BHP15 um, when you check out, and you'll get a 15% off discount. So, and uh, yeah, um, other than that, that's about it. Oh, um, if you want to, um, it'd really help if you left me a review on iTunes um, or wherever you listen to podcasts. I think that helps out quite a bit. Um, but yeah, if you can do that, I really appreciate it. And um, yeah, all right, folks, we'll catch you later. Hey, folks, want to clarify one more thing here. All right, so earlier I was talking about how um, I thought that grizzly bears keep their young for two years. That is correct. So grizzly bears they keep their cubs until they're two and a half years old. So they'll they'll have this the cub in January or whatever and then they'll live with mom for the first whole year then they'll go back in the den with her and then they'll come out and then they'll live the whole next year with her and then go back in the den one more time when they come out at two and a half years old then mom will kick them out so black bears do not do that black bears have their cubs in January they come out they live the whole summer with mom go back in the den and when they come out no later than end of May early June they are kicked out by mom and so at that point they're a yearling sub-adult bear they're an adult bear but they're not fully grown so that's the that'll be the 100 pound bears you see running around in the fall time so anyway just want to clarify that okay thanks and if anybody has any questions or um you know any thoughts on that, just send me a message or an email. Thanks.